0: minimum balance required.
1: Your favorite PGA and LPGA legends, pros, and top instructors are right here every week on Next on the T. Join Chris as the greats of the game share their stories, insights, and playing lessons. Now, back to Chris and more of the show.
0: And now back with me here on the French Lick Resort guest line is my good friend Tom Patrick. I think, you know, when you have been a part of the show for a 16th time, which it'll be tonight, his 16th appearance here on the show, I can refer to you as our resident golf instructor. He certainly is one of my favorite people on the planet. He is one of the top instructors in the game. Golf Tip Magazine has him as a top 25 instructor, and he's the new director of instruction at the Hawthorne's Golf and Country Club up in Fishers, Indiana, and that, of course, is Tom Patry, and I'm very excited he is back with me again tonight here on Next on the Tee. Good evening, TP. How are you, my friend?
1: Chris from my man. What's going on, big boy?
0: <laughs> I'm doing well, my friend. How are things up in Fishers, Indiana?
1: Well, before we get into that, I want to just go back a little bit and just uh, give a shout out to your two previous guests because Bill Bergen in the uh, world of golf course architecture and Paul Ramey in the world of teaching are two of the most unsung heroes out there. Just both very, very talented in their in their particular fields and. Guys, I have great admiration for um, Paul. Has been a friend for a long time. Billy and I played against each other in college. We've known each other for the better part of, uh, well, I guess, 40 years now. Um, really talented guys, and what great guests you have there, in those two guys, huh, Chris?
0: Yeah, no, no question. And Paul wanted me to give a, give you a shout out because he had talked earlier in the show about. Some work you had done with his son Hunter for a while, so he wanted me to be sure to say hi to you uh, for yeah, him as well. People. So
1: One, wonderful, wonderful people. You know, Paul comes from the Bob Ford lineage, uh, famous Bob Ford of Oakmont and, and Seminole, and had some uh, some great training there, and and just uh, part of that that network of professionals that Bob Ford has produced, and he's uh, he's done Bob really proud in his career. He's a wonderful
0: guy. Indeed, I couldn't agree with that statement more. So TV, tell us how are things uh, at the new summer home at the Hawthorns Golf and Country Club there in uh, Fishers, Indiana.
1: Well, Chris, I'm I'm building. I'm right now I'm in in the midst of building an ark because it's been raining so much here. Uh, I've gone out and bought a life <laughs> preserver today and a kayak, and and if it doesn't stop, if it doesn't stop raining, I'm I'm gonna have to put the vest on and and start swimming. It's been it's been just coming down sideways here. We had a break in the weather today and we got some lessons in. And in spite of the bad weather, it's been going great. The people have been wonderful. Um, a big shout out to one of my students. I'm sure listening tonight, Brian Thornton, who's a a guy who just made me feel so welcome here. The members are much like him. They've all been just great. Brian was a college basketball player at Xavier and now works for the NCAA. And they took me downtown and gave me a tour in the NCAA. And, you know, the people just are so friendly here. It's, it's been wonderful. So, uh, we're off to a good start. If we can, get, if we can get the sun to come out a little bit, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll be rocking and rolling.
0: Well, that's good news, you know, because one of the things I wanted to kind of get your perspective on is, you know, now you're up in a new area, a place where you've never lived before. Gotta be a challenge to plop down in a new city with brand new clientele, brand new students, no family in the area. So, you know, how how are you finding trying to assimilate into the Midwest?
1: Well, you know, that's that's a great question, Chris. Uh, people. You know, I think people think that uh, the life of a club pro or a teaching professional is pretty glamorous, you go to work every day, you play a little golf, you give a few lessons, and you go home. Um, This is my 39th year of of what we call a split season, where I'll teach, you know, at home in Florida during the winter, and then, you know, you've got to leave Florida during the summer to make a living, but you just can't make a living teaching golf in Florida, and and depending on where you're going and what your particular deal is with a particular club, sometimes your family comes with you and, and most time they don't. So I'm going to stretch here where from May 4th till I'm going to, I'm going to, unless we home for a couple of days in late June, I'll go the better part of uh, seven and a half weeks without seeing my wife. Um, and, it, it's, it, and that's not a lot of fun. Um, it's, it's, and you it can disguise in any way you want, but it, it's just not a lot of fun. So you, you get done at the end of the day teaching, and maybe you talk from 8 o'clock in the morning till 6 o'clock at night, and maybe you go to the gym and work out, and you grab a meal somewhere in a restaurant, and you go back and you stare at the four walls, and you watch about as much sports scenery as you can swallow, and you fall asleep and you do it again. So it's – it's, it's um, and I'm not trying to sound sorry for myself because I, I, I'm part of a wonderful game and a wonderful group of people here, but it's it's not ideal. It's not, uh, It's not as glamorous as people think it is necessarily.
0: Tom, I want to switch gears a little bit, and I want to get your thoughts on uh, on Brooks Kepka he's got four major championship wins now he's got you know six wins I you know if you count two others on the PGA Tour, plus he's got one over on the European tour, so six or seven wins no matter you know depending on how you want to count it up but when you look at a guy like him, right, he's the fifth wire-to-wire winner in the PGA Championship, so fifth time in history that someone won wire-to-wire. He's the first player in history to defend both the U.S. Open and the PGA Championship. And now he's tied for fourth with seven other guys for the most major wins before the age of 30. So when you take a look at a guy like Brooks Kepka, and again, he's got an interesting sort of line, right? Four majors, but only two other PGA Tour wins. What's your assessment on Kepka? And where does he fall now with uh, in the history books, in your uh, in your opinion?
1: Well, first of all, right now at this moment, Chris, he's got to be considered the best player in the world today at this moment. Uh, four majors before the you know at the, at the age he's at right now, and, and and by the way, although I think the American golfing public doesn't look at European tour wins very closely or wins overseas, that that those are quality golf fields. Those are world class fields. I mean, he's not, not like he's playing against. You know, a bunch of second-rate players that, you know, they, by the way, you remember the Ryder Cup score this year? Let's keep that in mind. So that's who he's playing against. Um, Brooks Kepka is right now at this moment, I might, might be sticking my foot in my mouth, is bulletproof. I mean, he drives the ball beautifully. He drives it a mile. He drives it in play for the most part. He's a wonderful iron player. He puts the ball fearlessly. He's got a fairly good wedge game. He controls his golf ball beautifully, both in terms of, of distance, direction, and trajectory. I mean, I mean, seriously, I mean, why is there any doubt about who Brooke Pepker is in the game right now and, and what he's accomplished in the last, you know, 24, 24 months? I mean, it's incredible what he's done. I mean, you know, he, he, he basically, and, I, and listen, I'm not taking anything away from Tiger Woods at the masters, but basically he gave Tiger Woods the master He, you know, he had four or five penalty shots and four or five, three putts and lost by, you know, lost by two there. I mean, or he would have won at Augusta also. And if he'd won at Augusta, what would we be talking about right now? It's just an incredible, incredible run of golf and some quality shot-making. Incredible.
0: So to that end, and you mentioned Tiger, right? When Do you think Tiger is, I mean, again, taking back the fact that you know Brooks isn't out there winning five, six, seven times a year in, in regular tour events, but when you look at his performance in the majors, to your point, He's a ball in the water on twelve, probably from winning the masters, and now he's won back to back u s opens he's won back to back p g a championships. There's no reason to think he had three pete in the u s open so is Tiger looking at perhaps a younger version of himself with the power game plus being able to be really good on the greens as well
1: you know i think I think Chris, we have to go back historically a little bit. We looked at jack jack's dominances. Is Jack Stomins and golf and we looked at Watson playing great golfer streak of time and then we watched Greg Norman, you know, you know, roll roll off some great, great years, and, and now we're watching then we watch Tiger and now we're watching Brooks. And the one thing you gotta keep in mind, and through all those different careers we just mentioned, the fields have gotten stronger and deeper and stronger and deeper. You know, we we, we talk about the guys at the top right now, we talk about DJ, we talk about Brooks. And we always talk about Tiger. It seems like, of course, and 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 we should. But think about the cast of characters and how deep it is behind them. Whether it's Justin Thomas or, or you know Rory McIlroy, and you just keep going. Rookie Fowler, and you you go down the line. I mean, the fields are so damn deep now, Chris. It's just incredible. So going to Pebble, which is a different type of a venue. Okay, uh, it's it's a it's a little bit shorter venue than maybe you know certainly a Beth Page Black. Played at 7,600 yards, par 70. It brings a lot more players, I think, into the mix. It's not, you know, let's put it this way. Um, you can name whoever you want to, but Matt Kucher wasn't going to win at Beth Page Black. I'm sorry. He just wasn't going to win there. And, and you know, Kevin Kishner wasn't going to win at Beth Page Black. And Kevin Na was never going to win at Beth Page Black. But at Pebble Beach, um, at par 72, and a much shorter golf course than Black, you're bringing a lot more people back into the mix. So, uh, listen, Brooks is definitely the favorite. Uh, Tiger won by 15 shots there. I mean, how many other guys could win there? Um, you know, let's keep in mind, Graham McDowell won there, okay? He's not exactly overpowering. So I think it's going to be a little bit different open in terms of, you know, how many guys could potentially win the event.
0: So let's let's take that a step further, Tom. You know, When you when you look at some of the early views of what Pebble is starting to look like now, that they, they've grown up the rough very tall. It's also clumpy and uneven. So they're trying to, I think, put a, an emphasis on getting the ball, driving the ball in the fairway, just not bombing it to wherever and taking a short iron into the green. So I think in, in that respect, it's going to be similar to how the, at least the course setup was. At that page, but you're you're right, much much shorter. But then you got you got a lot you know got a lot of wind conditions that we could see out there, so that could have a major factor in make the making the golf course play longer. So what do you expect to see at the U.S. Open, and who do you expect to see as the guys at the top of the leaderboard uh, on that Sunday?
1: Well, I certainly I certainly expect all the the cast of characters. Don't get me wrong, Chris. I I you know DJ has a great history at Pebble, Tiger has a great history at Pebble. Brooks is Brooks, right? But you know, we're all waiting around for a guy like, um, for example, we're all waiting around for a guy like Ricky Fowler to win a major. Okay, I think he's in play. Mm-hmm. Certainly, uh, you know, Kevin Kisner comes to mind. You know, he's a guy who's a great ball striker and just just tough as nails. I mean, it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me if a dark horse came out, you know, out of the pack and played well at Pebble. So you're bringing guys like that back into play. Kucher certainly hits the ball extremely straight. You know, and he's he's toyed around with winning a major for a lot of years. Could this be his time? So you can go you can go through some you know, and I don't want to call them second tier players because they're not second tier players. They're obviously wonderful, wonderful players. But you're bringing a lot more guys back into the mix. I mean, you know, uh, I mean, Justin Thomas. Now we don't know how his wrist is right now, but you can never factor him out. He's such a great player. So I I think Pebble will be interesting because I think. I think the leaderboard could get, and I hope it does get really, really jammed up a little bit. And, and it, that, that would be a lot of fun. Keep in mind, Chris also, and I, and, and again, barring the wind and barring weather, a guy like Brooks will not have to hit driver. A lot of times a pebble, if, if it's not really windy, um, if it's firm and fast, which it could be, you know, he doesn't have to hit a lot of drivers there. Uh, and he could keep the ball in play with, with different golf clubs off the tee. So, there's a lot of different storylines here that could come into play.
0: Tom, you've mentioned DJ a couple of different times. When you look at Brooks and DJ, is Brooks the man? Is DJ the man because he's won, you know, way more golf tournaments than than Brooks has? Who do you think is the guy to beat week in and week out now, and why?
1: Well, you know, it's really interesting. I I I've got to I've got to wonder, or I've got to kind of surmise that that uh, Brooks has a, still has a chip on his shoulder. He feels like DJ's got a lot more attention and maybe rightfully so with the number of wins he has. But, you know, if you were, if you were made a choice, Chris, and yourself, would would you take the majors or would you take the tour wins? And would you be, would you be DJ or would you be Brooks right now? So I think if you walked into somebody's, somebody's den and you saw 18 trophies on the wall, 18 regular tour events and you walked into the den next door and it had four major trophies on the wall, which den would you like to be yours?
0: <laughs> I, 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 I'll take the majors, take, thank you. I'll
1: take I'll take the four majors, right. So, you know, I, I, I you know, I, I think Jack Jack kind of not brainwashed us but made us think about and put rightfully so, put majors on a different pedestal. So I'm I'm really happy for DJ that he won the Barclays a couple of times, but I'll take those two PGAs and those two US opens and thank you very much. You know, I mean, yeah. it's amazing to me. It's amazing to me. And I, and I listen, I don't think Dustin Johnson is done. I don't think he's done by any stretch of the imagination. And if you said to me Dustin Johnson is going to win five more majors, would I would I doubt you? I probably would. But if you said to me Brooks is going to win five more two and have nine, would you would I doubt you? And the answer would be no either. So I think we got to wait for the history books to kind of be written, but. I think you're going to see a lot of good golf and a lot of push and pull between those two guys over the next 10 years. It's going to be a lot of fun. Listen, I, listen the sad part of this whole deal is Tiger's 43. He doesn't have 10 more years. He might have four, okay? But Brooks and DJ are going to be around for a while, um, and so is Justin Thomas, and so is Jordan Spieth, and so is Rory McIlroy, and, you know, and so is Ricky Fowler. So we've got a lot of good golf ahead of us here, a lot of good golf.
0: Tom, a couple more before I let you go. And you and I have been down on the USGA over the last couple of years, including just a couple of weeks ago when you were on the show talking about how poorly they handled the timing of the Women's Senior Open Championship. But surely, Tom, surely they can't mess up a U.S. Open at Pebble Beach, right? They can't do that. You can't mess up a U.S. Open at Pebble, can you?
1: I, I, I have a lot of faith that they can do it, Chris. You know, a lot of people, they can do this. Yeah, you know, I I I wouldn't sell them short. They they've become experts. And listen, I I have I'm not going to mention the name, but I have a really close friend that works at the USGA in a very high position, and we had a conversation a while back, and 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 I it was a very benign conversation, and I couldn't even go there, and he's heard me be critical about the organization, and he kind of danced around it but i just hope and pray for his sake and he's a wonderful guy and he he has not been responsible for any of the blunders but he's been on the periphery and he's he's just he's his position his position's been elevated and i pray to god for his sake that everything goes well there because he's a wonderful guy but i'll tell you what historically if you and i got on the plane to vegas tonight we'd probably get pretty good odds on the fact that they could screw something up there <laughs> yeah. You know, i have you know, a great I, I, piece. I, I, on, on on the same point, I was listening to I was listening to a serious XM radio show on PJ Tour Network today, and I'll say it was a a very well known teacher who has a show. And although I'm not a big fan of this person, he has been on the USGA. He makes you and I look like we love the USGA, like we're like we're their best <laughs> friends. He just he just all he does is ride the USGA. But I got to tell you something, every single point he made was valid. And I'm listening to it, thinking about you and I, and I'm saying to myself, man, these guys are just taking heat from all directions right now. And with Pebble coming up, and, you know, who doesn't like to watch the U.S. Open coming from Pebble Beach on TV, right? I mean, the whole world would be tuned in. And Brooks is so hot right now, and DJ and all these, it's such a great buildup, Tiger. So, you know, if they, if they lay an egg at Pebble, I, you know, we... I just pray to God it goes well, please.
0: Tom, remind our listeners once again how they can stay up to date with all the great things you're doing and follow you, whether it's on your website or it's on social media.
1: Chris, uh, the easiest way, of course, is www.tompatry.com. But there's a Facebook presence and there's a Twitter presence and a LinkedIn presence and an Instagram presence. And and none of that really matters. The place I like them to tune in the most is right here on your show because this is the most fun we have a couple of times a month and it's so fun to be part of the show and it's so fun to be on after people like Bergen and after after Ramey and there's so many other great people you have on here, you know, whether it's Debbie O'Connell or Gail Graham or Allison Curry, you just do such a great job Chris, for Russ, and, and, and the
0: golf world needs more of you. So thank you. Uh, I appreciate you, Tom. Thank you very much. My friend you are the best. I can't wait uh, for a couple of weeks from now for us to get the opportunity to catch up again. It's always so much fun when you're a part of the show. Uh, I can't remember, uh, thank we'll you enough know for your time. One for thing,
1: though. Remember one thing, we, we the, the listeners don't know that you were bad mouthing my Yankees on, on text messages last night. So <laughs> uh, I'm not going to I'm not going to I'm not going to forget that, that. I'm not going to let you off on that one, so Powell, just just keep watching this October's coming. Okay?
0: Go Red Sox. That's all I got for you, yeah, Tom. I, yeah, Go Red I Sox. Agree. Randy, Randy World Series champions. Go Red Sox. Yeah, 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 whatever. <laughs> you Thanks so
1: much. Okay, buddy. I Bye. appreciate
0: you. See ya. That's the great Tom Patry. P-A-T-R-I, com and follow him on Instagram and on uh, Twitter as well, at TomPatry. He is uh, fantastic and uh, always makes the show so much fun. Looking forward to having Tom back on the show again in a couple of weeks.
1: So, Robert,
0: I want to thank you for your time. I just don't think you're the right person for this position.
1: I don't understand. Was it something I
0: said? Well, we did a background check on you and found some things of concern.
1: If you're in charge of hiring for your company, you know how helpful a background screening can be. That's why companies that use Horizon background screening make smarter hiring decisions. Don't let the wrong hire put your company at risk. Get the real story on your candidates at horizonscreening.com. Horizonscreening.com.